0: Welcome to the Life and Rhythm Podcast, where we hope to equip rhythm communities to be formed by God with one another for the good of others in the valley as it is in heaven. Welcome everyone to the Life and Rhythm Podcast. Hello. Episode 16. Episode 16. Hi, Adam Everett. Hey, how are you? Who's your friend? We have tonight. Wade Lewis. We're actually
1: in his garage Thanks, slash Wade. studio slash office slash what else do you call it? You have a
2: name for your garage. Eremos. Eremos. Yes. Which is, Matt, the Greek word for?
0: Love. No. No. Erotic. I don't know. Eremos.
2: <laughs> I love that's weird. I don't know. Yes, it is desert. <laughs> I love that your mind went straight to Eremos. Yeah. Erotic? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wilderness. Wilderness. So every time Jesus went out to, uh, went out to Eremos, the wilderness to pray. So this is, this is my, uh, this is my Eremos out here. So. So good. I love that. It's a
0: good Eremos.
2: Yeah. It's it's not bad. It's taken a little bit to, uh, (laughs) to do over time. Get it set up. Yeah. So, well, we have Wade
1: Lewis with us today and I'm so, so, so excited for Wade to be able to share his story and. I'll just set, set it up by saying this, that my life is changed by knowing Wade. And I've said that a number of times to him over the last year, uh, just knowing you and knowing your story and uh, your your kids and your wife being a part of our community has been such a blessing to me and to, to my family. And uh, when I reflect over the last year, although it's been an incredible journey uh, with everything that's gone on, uh, a highlight in that year is you. Um, so you mean a great deal to me, and I'm just, I count it a privilege and honor to have you as a friend, as a mentor, and, um, yeah, and I'm super excited to hear you share your story and our listeners to be able to hear your story and be encouraged the way that I've been encouraged and be inspired in that way. So mm. um, it's not all, what do they say? Candy canes and unicorns. Mm. Yeah. And, and so there's a pivotal moment that happened um about a year and a half ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Describe
1: that pivotal moment and then kind of walk us through the
2: the ramifications of that. Yeah. So <clears throat> as as God is the uh master of ceremonies uh for the uh for the world and he's got seven billion people, you know, kind of moving to and fro for his purposes. Like you, you, uh, and rhythm being brought into my family's life, uh, at this time has just been wild. And so like, before we even start, like it, it has to go right back Mm -hmm. to you guys. Like you, you, um, yeah, the Lord brought you and rhythm into my life and my family's life at a perfect time. It, the Lord's work and it's, it, so it's really fun. So Mm -hmm. going back, uh, uh, last, so let's see. November of 2019, I went to go see a comedy show. My wife bought tickets. We went to a Doolittle staycation. So um, in Phoenix. Sweet. Yes, Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Uh, went to the show, had a blast, uh, went back, and then had a grandma seizure around 2 a.m. What is a grandma seizure? So a grandma seizure is the, uh, is the big one. That's the, uh, that's the shaking. That's the, so I was, uh, Mandy, Mandy said, it feels like about 10 minutes, but it was probably about 60 to 90 seconds of mm. me just laying there in the bed, uh, you know, violently shaking, you know, crazy. So she called the, uh, she called the ambulance, the paramedic, they came, uh, said that I had a seizure, took me to the hospital, and then the next couple of days are kind of a blur. Mm. Uh, as I think back, uh, that happened on a Friday night. So that whole Saturday is actually, I, I don't remember it. Dang. Yeah. And so Sunday is uh, the first day where I remember like doctors were starting to walk by me and, and didn't, weren't making eye contact with me. And, uh, and, and they had told me on the first day that we don't keep you for a seizure. Uh, right. and so all of a sudden I'm, I'm now spending the night and I was like, Hey, what's going that on? Part where yeah. <laughs> you guys said, Can I go home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so finally, um, somebody came in and said, Hey, we found a tumor. Uh, we don't know what it is. And so we're going to have to go in there and, uh, um, take some more x-rays and do <clears throat> figure out the uh, next steps. Wow. All right. So you
1: hear this news. What's the immediate thought?
2: So uh, w- w- what's crazy, and, and again, like I, I want to be like as clear as I can. And so f- I've spent the last year or so trying to come up with um, like the right picture or illustration for mm-hmm. like w- what happened in that. And so I- one of the best that I can come up with is like that. God made this bowl and then he filled it with, you know, with oil. And then he shot the fiery arrow into it. And so any flame you see, I didn't do, you know, like I had nothing to do with it. You know, I was, and so from day one, like I didn't, I didn't question, like I, I knew like there were verses that just said, Hey, so this isn't because he hates you, you know? And so like, there were, there's just these Mm. anchoring verses that, that from that first, like the, the first thing. So the doctors came in, you know, Hey, you know, it's a, um, there's a tumor. We don't know what's going to happen. And I, you know, I immediately was like, all right, you know, so I've, you know, I'm good. You know, like my, you know, God's got me here for a reason, whatever this is, you know, I'm good. Dang. Yeah. Which again, like I want to make sure not me, not, you know, I mean, you you know, watch me, watch me miss a flight, you know, watch me, you know, watch me do anything. And you'll know that that is not Wade's natural reaction is when the, you know, when the hammer hits the thumb, it's not, Hmm, let me think about this. You know,
1: why, why do you think that is? Have you, have you processed through that of where, where that, cause you're right. Like, man, like you know, miss a flight. You're off the hinges. Like mm-hmm. kids are out of bounds on X, Y, and Z. You're like losing your mind, get cancer. And you're like, okay, God, we got this.
2: Yeah. Um, and again, that's where I'm, I, I literally don't know, you know what I mean? It was, it was just, you know, the Holy spirit. So the peace that passes understanding, like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay. Because like, I don't understand why I'm mm. feeling this peace. Oh, that's what, so like something like that. That's wild, right? You know, that you read the piece that passes understanding, you've read it 6,000 times, but you've never just been diagnosed with, you know, some horrific disease. And then you're like, oh no, no, like that verse is still applicable right there. Dang.
1: That's good, dude, man. So you're processing through that, the news about taking, so then there's, there's a, the surgery and, and then mm-hmm. is what ensued from there. So they went in, and then what happened?
2: Yeah, so a couple weeks later, so that was uh, that was towards the end of November. So early December, meet with the doctors, and they, they didn't know what it was. Um, so there's kind of four, four tumor grades in glioblastoma. And so they thought that originally it was a grade two, which comes with a much higher um, survival rate. And so there wasn't a great uh there wasn't a great rush to get it out. Uh mm. and so they they had said, Hey, we can, you know, we have one slot this year, but we can do this next year. You wanna do the holidays? And I was like, Oh no, that's not really a, you know, Wade sort of thing to do is, you know, lay here with a tumor growing in my head. Uh I'd <laughs> much <laughs> rather kinda get this thing knocked out. And so they said, What about December nineteenth? Uh and I said, Oh yeah, my my son's nineteenth birthday, that'll be perfect. Mm. So <laughs> so wow, had a uh, have a craniotomy on uh, on December nineteenth, uh, December eighteenth. We went and shot our Christmas card video WWE style. Um, yes, I was uh, I was Randy man or Randy Macho Man. Macho Man Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Caleb was the Hulk. Yeah. So our family went and did um, our Christmas cards the day before. Had surgery on the nineteenth. Uh, they found out during the surgery that it was much worse. So they went in there. They thought it was closer to an almond size, and it was a grade two. When they went in, they found out that it was closer to a ping pong ball. Wow! Hmm. And that it was a grade four to glioblastoma. And so,
0: ping pong ball. That's like four times. five yeah. times. I mean, yep. more than that. Yeah, yep. way more.
2: Yeah. So you start doing that, and and so um, so. Anyways, I wake up. On the twentieth more or less, the nineteenth was was again you know a crazy one, but I wake up on the twentieth and I felt amazing um and Mandy was behind me, she was in a bed, and so I look back and I go, "Hey I'm, like." I'm ready to roll. Like we, you know, I'm, I'm, I know <laughs> no, they said babe, I was going to be here babe. three days, but like I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there doing air squats and she was like, and like, I could tell there was this look on her face and I was like, Oh, well, what do we got left? Yeah, no. <laughs> and then she goes bolting out the door and, uh, goes and grabs a doctor. Cause the doctor had told her, Hey, don't, don't share the news with him before we're in here. Cause it'll just cause kind of more grief. Wow. Mm. So he came in and, and shared the news that it was that it was a four uh, and, not a, and not a two, and that it was a lot bigger. Um, they call it a total gross resection. They get out as much as they can. But with this disease, it never completely is taken out. And so there's, there's tentacles uh, that are you know still growing. So that's why I'm wearing this uh, magnetic magneto cap right now. <laughs> And there's a, uh, it's connected to a battery pack that's shooting electronic signals, electric signals into it. So it's like uh, um, when the U.S. government went down to mm. Panama to, uh, to drive uh, uh, what was his name? Manuel Noriega out, and uh, we sat there and played ACDC for, you know, like a week straight, and so that's what, that's what this is trying to play ACDC. Just so scramble. the brain tumor uh, doesn't keep growing. Wow.: <laughs> So the doctor walks in, tells you
1: this news. And your response is the same
2: at yeah. this point, or so. Doctor walks in, says it's a four, not a two, um, and that you know that that comes with a uh, a much different diagnosis. Um, I asked him if there was a door number two, <laughs> which he promptly said there wasn't. And so I asked him, "All right, well then, what are all the things on my side of the street that I can do to crush this thing? Because I, um, I will be here. The Lord has already uh, ordained my physical death date, and so I'm going to keep ripping it every single day until until that day happens. Because it, the the only thing that happened, and, and this was one of the first things that um, that I remember uh, kind of coming to the grips of is like." If if I die at 40, so I'm, I was 41 when it happened. If I die at 42 or 43, it's not that something changed and there was a, you know, a left, you know, turn, you know, and God didn't know that was going to happen. I was always meant to die at 43 and that maybe my physical death date was a little bit more illuminated to me um, at, at 41 that I might die in the next five years or I live to be another 40 years. And so, um, but it was that date's been in there eternally. So like worrying about it, like you don't have to worry about your your physical death date. That, you know, that's written in the book of life. And so, um, yeah, it just took it took away a lot of the pressure around like staying alive long enough and, and doing stuff like that. That's like, that's not my side of the street. That's not, I didn't have that power before brain cancer. I just thought I did. I had the uh, Maggie Simpson steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie Simpson's steering That's... I love that
1: picture. <laughs> so you had mentioned that um, Mandy bolted out of the door. Describe that interaction with her. So you have your perspective and outlook. and obviously she is um, you know has her own outlook and perspective on this whole thing. and then your family uh, with three kids that are a little bit older and yeah. able to process like, okay, this is a big deal. Um, just describe through that whole scenario of them walking through it with them and honoring where they were in that moment uh, it, with your perspective of being, you know, very eternal focused, they're losing their dad. And, or at least that's what they're, is going through their mind.
2: You know, so what's, what's crazy is because Uh, because the the cycle of grief, you start off in denial, right? And so my, my family actually grabbed onto that with me. So as I said, Hey, you know, I've, I've already beat cancer. I've beat, I'm 4,000 and no, that's the record that I always quote, you know, Hey, Wade Lewis is 4,000 and no, you know, you look, um, you, you think I'm looking to, you know, put up a loss today. You know, absolutely not. And so, my kids, I, I think, kind of believe that. And, and so I had this false kind of, um, you know, John Wayne macho, you know, I'm going to, you know, crush cancer, which, like, again, I want to. Um, so so want to do that. Um, uh, thought about Russell Wilson. So, you know, the uh, Amazon mm-hmm. warehouse, the AWS statistics, and they say in-game, you know, and all that different stuff. Yeah. I, I immediately was like, well, well, hold on. But, like, if if Russell Wilson thought I only have a 14% chance of, you know, of, of getting this touchdown. If I throw it, like you wouldn't do it, you know, but he thinks, you know, he believes that he's going to do it. And so he does it. And then posthumously after the play is done, you can then record your statistics. And so that's why I was like, statistics are recorded posthumously. So you just go out there and play the game the entire time. And then, you know, when, when the clock reads triple zeros, then we're done. That's Mm -hmm. so good. So, your
1: family kind of grasped that pretty early on. They were with you in that, and they're like, yo, we're going to beat this together. And mm-hmm. they're, you know, they, were, they just had no other option at that. Not necessarily that they didn't have any other option, but they were with you in that mindset.
2: Yeah. And so that, that helped, but then it also, as, as you start progressing through, then that help becomes a little painful because if nobody else is recognizing your pain and your grief, because everyone's still in denial that, you know, hey, dad's going to beat this and live, you know, live to be a hundred. Then when I'm looking to process through grief and everyone else is no, no, no. Hey, you know, dad, you're going to live forever. You know, said, you know yeah. and it's like, no, 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 I want to too. But if we pretend like I'm just going to live to be 90, we're not going to treat these next, you know, couple weeks, couple months, couple years, any different than, than we did before. Yeah. Thank you.
0: I, I keep thinking about how countercultural this story is. Like the first reaction that you had of peace, and also you not blaming yourself for that peace, not giving yourself any credit, mm. but really saying, you know, what Galatians says, which is like, this is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. I can't make this peace happen. Uh, yeah, watch me <laughs> when I miss my flight. It's a great <laughs> phrase. But also, I just think about how many people out there, maybe even listening to this, that are a part of a church community mm. that go through a hard time and, and not even this big of a hard time. I, one of my questions for you is, do you think it's almost easier in a way to respond with peace in a big moment rather than the million little moments that God is calling us to live into every
2: day? A hundred percent. You do. So so this is <clears throat> this is the part that's really weird for um, for. People to hear, um, and it doesn't feel weird for me to say it anymore. It did, it did initially, but. <clears throat> I'm now, my life is in the best place it's ever been today. So, in, in the movie Office Space, do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, each day the guy says, you know, every time you see me, I'm having the worst day of my life. You know, so like, like yeah. it's just getting worse. And so, like, every time you see me, it's the worst. And then the therapist goes, dang. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it, it's the opposite for me right now so to where every day is, is, the best, you know, and getting better now, that, that does trivialize rough days and, and that sort of thing. But it is this 80, 20, 90, 10, good to bad ratio that, that had you told me, you know, before brain cancer, that, that, um, you were going to pop back from this and, and, you know, and be the same guy who's laughing, joking, you know, doing all those things. I, you know, I wouldn't have believed it either. And so it's, you know,
0: (laughs) there just seems to be an invitation for all of us who, go through all those little things, learning from you. Uh, The phrase of Dallas Willard, you know, he says anything that can be done in anxiety can be done better in peace. Mm. So that peace, that Holy Spirit peace is available to you when you miss your flight and available to you when your kid doesn't obey you Mm -hmm. for the 10th time.
2: Say that one more time.
0: That anything that can be done with anxiety can be done better with peace. Mm. And that peace is available. Mm. it's there. The Holy Spirit is wanting to fill us up, not Mm. only to capacity, but overflowing onto others. And I I asked that question because personally, as you were telling the story, I'm thinking in myself of those times where there was extreme suffering and how I leaned into the spirit more in those intense sufferings than I do on a daily basis, thinking like, I can do this on my own, which is the second, like post- or, a countercultural thing that I noticed. Not only do you have peace where there should be anxiety, that's totally countercultural, but also you have a, a pretty clear view, a theology that God is sitting on the throne, that he's the king and he's the one that's moving history towards his desired end. And it goes against the predominant worldview of our day and age in America, which is humanism, that humans are the ones that will accomplish what they will accomplish on their own strength. And they're the ones Mm -hmm. literally and figuratively sitting on the throne. Mm -hmm. They're the ones Mm -hmm. moving history towards their desired Mm -hmm. end. And there seems to be almost some of your pieces stemming from that, that God is sovereign, to use a churchy word, Mm -hmm. that he's not figuratively the king, he is
2: the king of kings. Yeah. Mm. So I, uh, Tim Keller is dealing with pancreatic cancer right now. Uh, he recently wrote an article that resonated heavy with me and that's, uh, you read that one as well, right? Mm -hmm. You sent that to me, I think, Mm -hmm. Adam. Um, so Tim Keller talks about like, obviously I've known all this stuff, right? And, and he, he goes, you know, even my first cancer. So I had, I had skin cancer 12 years ago, which, you know, long story, I didn't get life insurance. And so this, you know, so life insurance on this one. So anyways, um, but Keller talks about his first cancer, which was, you know, pretty easy. Uh, Thyroid cancer, pretty treatable for a lot of people, if you catch it at the right time. And now this next one where, you know, the prognosis is most people die within the year. And so, like he's re-examined a lot of things. And one of the things that he re-examined was a resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've been camping out there over the last, you know, couple months, which has led me mm-hmm. to a lot of NT right. Um, mm-hmm. and and so when when Adam sent that article where, you know, Keller's talking about his security and and the resurrection, like I like this, this feels all good. Like, I don't feel ashamed. I, I you know, like, I don't even have to be this crazy Christian wacko, you know, to like, to like believe this. Like, there's a lot of proof. There's a lot of, you know, like, yeah. Hey, I, I watched all these things, you know, the smartest people in the room, you know, N.T. Wright and the smartest atheist guy sit down. And I, and I listen to both and I go, oh man, I still, you know, I feel really good. I feel better about my position than I did, you know, before that conversation. And so, yeah, it's just been more reaffirming over, you know, you know, over this past year, the resurrection. So I'm really looking forward. This is my, this is my first Easter, you know, kind of having a, a, Um, a a different view on, on the resurrection. And again, not, you know, I mean, I didn't go from, you know, a resurrection denier to, you know, um, but just, uh, but it kind of makes you question or
0: makes me question how central is the event of the resurrection in my own life? How central is that? Mm -hmm. And I was, as you were talking, I was uh, pulling up a quote by N.T. Wright. We're going to share this at our Easter service, but I'm just going to kind of tease it and say the resurrection completes the inauguration of God's kingdom. So think about like when a president becomes president and there's this inauguration ceremony of now he's the president. It's not the president elect Mm -hmm. anymore. He's the president. So the resurrection is what completes God's inauguration of his kingdom. It is the decisive event demonstrating that God's kingdom really has been launched on earth as it is in heaven. And the message of Easter is that God's new world has been unveiled in Jesus Christ. And
2: now you're invited to belong to it. Mm. And he created a pretty cool role for you and only you, and me and only me. And so now I'm trying to find that role, come on, brother, (laughs) and live. So if I wake up and there's manna, I rip for you know 12, 15 hours. I take a nap around (laughs) 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 between 12 and two. Um, Sometimes
0: I've I've always said these guys know. Sometimes the most holy thing you can do is nap.
2: I really do. So there's a lot of holy. I'm a napper. There's a lot of holy, you know, holiness around a uh, around a nap, like like you know, Jesus napped. I'm telling you. I mean, so for us, I mean, uh, sitting there and saying, "Hey, so I'm not God. I require rest." You know, like just (laughs) just sitting down, just right there, just you know, that's right. uh, He doesn't. I do. So talk a little bit more about
1: that perspective. Mm -hmm. So we've been, you know, just even what you said about. Um, changing your, your days, your, your whole lifestyles changed, Mm -hmm. Um, talking about work. And we talk a lot about that and just those, those perspectives on your passions, your ambitions, what God's uniquely gifted you in, how he's called you in this season. And obviously that, that has changed tremendously from, you know, just a year ago or a year and a half ago. So describe a little bit of that and just kind of how, how you've been working through that with, Even with Mandy and and the kids.
2: Yeah. So I'll do the the first one that's uh, pretty quick and pretty easy, but uh, a a good one. So we used to have the Spotify rule in the house for breakfast. So if you were eating cereal or anything that was loud, put music on. We're not animals. I don't need to hear you, horse chomp. (laughs) Put music on. Great rule. It was the Spotify rule, you know. And then you back it up by seeing the thing that says, you know, hey, geniuses have an issue with hearing people and then I go, Hey, I'm only mean because I'm a genius. Okay, so put the Spotify on and we'll be good. And so the first day, I, I come out, of, I come home from the hospital. Um, I, you know, I, I, you know, hobble out there. I sit down, and the uh, um, and the kids are eating, and they go, "Oh, Dad, hey, so sorry, you know, um, we'll get Spotify on." And then I, I was like, "Oh, stop, stop, stop!" If I can hear you and you can hear me then that's that's amazing and everything else is gravy so the spotify <laughs> rule is done it is it is ended today come on and so like that that front bath i had a i had an issue in that front bath a while back and adam you oh, know yeah. so like they would leave the the handles um so they the the kids they have amazing lewis hair yeah. um and they would leave so the jealous. handles you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> they leave every the time handles i see caleb up. Like,
1: yeah Oh, come on. And, so and it
2: was like upsetting to me, you know, like, hey, you know, but then I was like, no, 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 I have sons and I, and I get to love them. And so like, this is a reminder of me. Wow. So anyways, so it's changed, it's changed my outlook. And so I've got this little picture here. <gasps> yeah. And so this is, so on one side, this is heaven over here. Come on. And those are all the things that, that belong in heaven from a from a uh, place, you know, eternal thing. And then this is the cross, the empty tomb, and the, uh, um, and the Holy Spirit. And then I'm trying to figure out what, uh, what part of heaven I need to bring to these people today. And so mm. this is, this is my new, like, if I'm so, so Mandy is, uh, is dealing with a scenario where she may lose her husband earlier than she planned, you know, th- that sort of thing. And so, you know, there, there's fear in her life, there's anxiety. And so what, you know is it, is it best for me to yell at her and say, you know, Hey, have more faith, you know? So like what, what on this side of the page, you know, love, kindness, mercy, patience, load, you know, slow to anger, grace, peace, you know, like what, you know, what does that hell in their life need? You know uh, what piece of heaven does that part of hell need? Mm. Um, And and I have that. So like all those things were given to me um, to, to spread here on earth. Wow. Dude.
0: I love on a cosmic level you talking about restoration and heaven but then bringing that into your everyday relationships. I love that's yeah. how you, where you start. You didn't start with, oh, "I want to accomplish these 25 big world-changing initiatives." It's no, my kid you know yeah. eats loudly at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the table. And often when I when you hear Jesus tell me metaphors, stories about this is what the kingdom of God is like. It's such small Mm. things. It's like yeast Mm. that works its way through Mm. dough. You know, it's like a mustard seed. So I just want to applaud that dude and say the Holy Spirit's fingerprints are all over that. That's beautiful.
1: So that everyday perspective leads to all kinds of different things. You you mentioned like if there's manna, I'm eating Mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna let it rip. And Mm so you're not you're not done yet. The the wheels are turning, Mm -hmm. you know things are spurring in you and passions are burning within you uh, to leave a lasting impact. However long you have, that's how much you have and that's what you're going to go out on. And so describe a little bit of that just as you, we've been talking a lot about this, of the difference between planning and preparing. Mm. And so walking through how you prepare for the day, um, how you prepare for Mandy and the kids, how you prepare for the future, and you're looking at their future and not necessarily as you as the tension you hold into like hey i'm not i'm going to plan mm-hmm. i'm going to prepare, uh, but also I'm going to be realistic in what I have left on this earth at the same time i'm going to put my all into whatever God has in store for me going forward, so walk through just some of those tensions, some of those things that you've been wrestling through and and what God's revealed to you through it.
2: Yeah, great question. So, um, three things that kind of triangulate. Uh, so the gifts, passions, um, uh, assessment that that uh, we did, and I need to do the next one as well. Um, awesome. A buddy of mine did it, but he said it was amazing. Um, so that that's massive because that has me as it is something that like when you read it and you go oh my gosh you know that that's what i that's what i wake up in the morning and so it's apostle and uh or it's prophet and evangelist mm-hmm. and so like i want to you know so I, I wear a robe every day and i have for you know for a long time so you know i i have a little cricket pile in the back and some honey so i'm getting a i'm getting a hot tub in the back cuz i want to start baptizing people in the you know yes. in the hot tub yes. well, um And so like, that's so like, for me, it's, it's literally like, I just want to be here in this place and whatever God has. So like, you know, you and I, you know, dream up stuff about the church and, and where we're at these days. So it's, it's not outcome based. So we're not, we're not trying to, we're just like wherever the Lord has us today and he's revealing things through his Holy spirit. And so like with, you know, in the word. And so like, we're just iterating. And so like, I know that this is where I'm supposed to be right now is with you guys iterating here, you know, focused on kingdom things. Um, but, but really looking. So like I look and I say, so for 20 something years, I had a successful career in, you know, in commercial cleaning. Um, and, and so now, you know, in, in retirement, I, I have these ideas about how we could change the industry to, to help sex trafficking and to help, you know, uh, you know, uh, the foster, you know, the foster community and just a lot of things. And so like that for me, it's, it's literally, it's just the kingdom things. Like, there's, there's not, you know, like the other things that you know, uh, you know, fill up this account and do like, it just all went away. And so, I, uh, I don't know what to say, you know. Yeah.
1: It's another countercultural perspective. I mean, that is just so encouraging to me as I, as we walk through, you know, just the deconstruction of what we've gone through and the pivoting that we've gone through as Rhythm Community Church and what we do going forward to how I view career to, you know, the things that we talk about with leaving a lasting impact and is quite, it's just so simple. You know, when we boil it down to kingdom initiatives, a kingdom mindset, but is. You know, the simplest things are the hardest things mm-hmm. and, and we can convolute it, we can make it complex and we can, and we certainly do that with life. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, if we could really distill life into the purposes in the present moment where God is leading us. And, you know, Matt and I've talked about this a lot. Like we are anxious about and, and sort of shame driven by the past and we're so like anxious or, or fearful of the future. And that really the hardest part of life is just being fully present in the moment and allowing the Holy spirit to lead us and guide us in like right now yeah. in this moment. And yeah, I love been, that perspective. I agree,
0: dude. I've been thinking about that. Most of this podcast for the last 30 minutes, I've been thinking Matthew six where Jesus is you know, saying, seek first the kingdom of God and all other things will be provided. It's, it's like he's inviting us into that. I'm giving you manna mm-hmm. today. I'm giving you your daily bread. If you'll receive it, if, if that can be enough for you today, if you can trust me that this, I'm gonna provide again tomorrow. And so I would love to, if, if you guys are cool with it, I'd love to read that in mm. the message version and have you pray for us.
2: Yeah,
1: Wait. Yeah, and and I would specifically just ask if there's anything that the Lord is prompting in your heart right now as you pray for, our primary listeners are rhythm community leaders, people that are missionaries mm. or, or disciple makers in the valley, Uh, There's certainly some other church leaders that are listening in. But as you think about the state of the church Mm. uh, and where she's at today, um, just what kind of prompts you in your heart and mind? Absolutely.
0: So this is in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is describing the kingdom. And these are his words. So Jesus says, what I'm trying to get you to do here is relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving people who do not know God and the way that he works bus over little things, but you, you know both God and how he works. So steep your life in God reality, mm. God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You're going to find that all of your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard
2: things come up when the time comes. Heavenly Father, Lord, this verse is more true to me today than it's uh, ever been, Lord. Uh, And I appreciate it. that you have brought brain cancer into my life to give me that clarification, Lord. Um, and Lord, it has been a uh, bit of a gutting process, Lord. Um, to see the the idols that uh um that I did have in my life, Lord, ripped out. Um. But I've also never felt so free, Lord, and so I thank you. Um, the The freedom that you talk about in Matthew, Lord, um, is is life changing, and it's one of those things that, as I hear those words, um, they should be so resonating in our hearts, Lord. That if 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 we don't feel that, Lord, seek the Spirit. Um, Pray to Him to to set your heart ablaze, um, Lord. We thank you for this community of believers who are um, trying to bring Your Kingdom here to uh, to Earth, Lord. I thank you for. Bringing suffering into my life. Thank you for not leaving me alone in the uh, in the suffering, Lord. Although there are periods where it's dark, but Lord, at the back of the darkest cave, Lord is the sweetest honey, and uh, uh, and I thank you so much for showing up uh, in the hardest places uh, that my family and I have ever been in, Lord, and showing up in such a manner um, that it does confound uh, confound the mind. Lord, we love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother thanks bro thanks for having me on this is a blast let's do it again yeah peace peace
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the life and rhythm podcast we are on mission to live freely and lightly with one another for the good of others peace